Welcome back to cancel me, baby, my gorgeous humans and people. Guess what? I have a guest, another one. And like yours truly, she has a really unique point of view because she was as immersed in Hollywood as up in it, like might as well have been motorboating it as one could be. And now she's on the outside kind of looking in. She can see it from all positions like Ariana Grande style. Okay. Like I said, like yours truly. So yeah, shit is going to get real interesting. Shit is about to get real interesting right now. Okay. So help me in welcoming the one and only Allie Levine. Here's a little bit about her. Okay. As I throw my microphone at you. Okay. Allie was a celebrity stylist. Allie, correct me if I'm wrong. You've styled even like the A-listers you've styled people like Rita Wilson, Jesse McCartney, uh, Lisa Vanderpump, Candace Cameron Beer, Joey King, Gretchen Rossi. Okay. You were, Allie was on the Bravo reality show stripped in what was it? 2018. I, I did a little homework here. Okay. Classes in session. Allie, you have been in places like Forbes, New York times, wall street journal. Uh, you host a very successful podcast, everything with Allie and your new podcast awakening with Allie. So hi, Allie. Here she is. <laughs> hi, babe. Oh my God. I, I love that intro. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, you did your homework, girl. Listen, listen, it is, you know, it is not my first time, you know, it might as well be like my first time sexually. Again, that is neither here nor there, but let's get into it without further ado, because we're a little bit pressed for time, but Allie, you and I share very similar views when it comes to Hollywood. Cause like I said, as people who have been in it, you know, like you celebrity styling, my work as a red carpet reporter, entertainment journalist. Um, so before we, cause I don't want to seem like we're too, you know, Hollywood bashers. Cause we'll talk about this offline. So first off, tell us what drew you to Hollywood and if there's anything that, you know, if anything that you still love about it. Okay. All right. We're going to get it. She's like, let me think real hard on the latter question. No, but yeah, set the scene for us. Okay. So, okay. Set the scene. I uh, have always loved fashion my entire life. I became a PA, you know, a production assistant. Of course, I'm like, oh my God, I get to go with like Shia LaBeouf's, you know, trailer and help him get dressed. And I mean, that's another thing in all itself, but anyways. And so, you know, <laughs> and so it was just like this um, immersion into this world. And I started to realize like, wow, this is really exciting. This is is really um, what's drawing me. I stayed in New York, continued to work on a bunch of movies, TV shows like 30 Rock, continued. I worked on a, <laughs> remember the show uh, with uh, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey? Uh, uh, newlyweds? <laughs> Uh, how could I forget? It's right up there with Tila Tequila, which I like basically still have on DVD, may or may not be true. Yes. Iconic. Okay. Literally. So I worked on that. I did like, you know, so you styled Jessica and Nick for it. I wish I did, but I, I was like the PA who I see. Okay. So I helped like go get fabrics and source. And so I was Got a it. part of the creation, if you will. Um, but it was really cool. They were- The really allure cool. of reality quote TV, right? Right, exactly. Uh, they were hilarious, like really, really hilarious in person. Um, and so then from there, I got asked to go to Atlanta, work on um, Big Mama's house with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, also not a glamorous job. I was in charge of his fat suit in 115 degree weather. Ew, mm -hmm. I could still remember the smell of that suit. <laughs> 
Oh, I have some stories about not so glamorous, like AKA being at the Grammys and pulling up your gown to pee in a porta potty. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. situation. Yes. Totally. So you get it, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, so then I worked on that and that's what uh, brought me to Hollywood. And honestly, that's what drew me. It was like this, you got to just go for this dream. You know, you're made for it. You know, everything you're doing is leading up to this. It was glamorous. You, I saw like the things that you did were like very much like my work on the red carpet, the award shows, the this, the yeah, that, the everything. Started, you know, working with different, you know, costume designers on movies, yeah. uh, stylists all over LA, helping run around, you know, pick up clothes, worked with Kanye's team, you know, um, I mean, uh, Lady Gaga's team. I mean, all different people, uh, you know, running around, helping these big stylists style these major, major players. And then, uh, you know, one day people started turning to me and saying, do you want to style me? And it was like, oh, really? And that was kind of how Alleyween Design was born. Clothing for me, going back to your first question, has always been about transformation. I've always enjoyed like that transformation. And then Hollywood adding the glam, adding all the glitz, all the things you can add to it was magical, honestly, for me for for quite some time. Before I get into the meat of some of the issues that I want to talk about, did you work? Because one of the people that like you, I've um, interacted with is Rita Wilson. Did you work hand in hand. Cause I have a funny story. I interviewed her, uh, right, kind of right before COVID and she was a very lovely woman, but it was hilarious because everything I asked, I was working for us weekly. Right. So they want to know about Tom and the son who's like twerking on the Miami beach, whatever, all the shit. And she's like, let me talk about my country career. And in my head, I'm like, girl, no one cares, but have at it. Like the floor is yours. Right. But I ended up because again, I was there for us weekly. I ended up asking her about Chet the son who now has gone viral for again, like being between these girls ass cheeks, like what is even happening? What is my brain experiencing? But she kind of did the like walk away from me, which wasn't my first time I've experienced it. Caitlyn Jenner, who we're going to talk about later because her whole thing with the trans, she did a, a, you know, however you infamous walk away from me, which I have talked about on my show. So not my first time. (laughs) So I was curious about your experience with her before I get into, um, like I said, the yeah, to be honest, she was not the greatest to me. Mm. Uh, signed a lot of NDAs, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, but um, yeah, no, enough uh, said, enough said. Pleasant and um, doesn't really yeah. surprise me that that played out. And yeah, and her son, he was, I was around him too. He's an interesting character, <laughs> you know. And I try to ask things, same with Caitlin, in a very non TMZ human to human way. So I never appreciate the walk away. You're a public figure and ironic because her husband is notably like the nicest man on the planet and in Hollywood. But there's that on that. But I'm glad that you brought up the NDA thing because you and I are both in very precarious situations because. Like I said, you have left Hollywood. I've left Hollywood. You're in Nashville. I'm in Florida. So we can look at it from all angles. And I know now we're both like, like get over yourselves, the virtue signaling, the this, the that, the being out of touch. So it's like, we're in it. There's things about it that I love still, but a lot of it, it kind of makes me jaded what I've experienced and it kind of ruined that allure. So talk to me because a lot of people, I mean, 
people who aren't like us, who aren't even in the business. Even I heard my mom say it the other day. She's like, no one cares about these people anymore. Right. Like we've been through <laughs> too like much. What did Jim Carrey say the other night? Hollywood is no longer the cool club. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Hollywood is no longer the cool club, which is, um, yes. Uh, who's Jim Carrey said it. Yes. And I quoted on my show. Exactly. So Ali, how does it make you feel stepping out? We just had award season, which again, like it literally took Morse code for me to know, like no one cares. I didn't even tune in. I looked at like outfits for a hot second, wasn't even impressed. And I honestly haven't watched the awards since before 2020. So that's what I was going to ask you. It's like from someone who was like, in my case, getting dressed and being on these carpets on your case, dressing them now looking at it. Like I said, we just had the Grammys, the Oscars. You can't be bothered. How does it make you feel? And do you not want to like burn bridges with people? Cause are you still, you know what I mean? Like, how do you walk? How do you see it? Yeah. You know, it's to be quite honest, um, for me, I think it was more of like a spiritual evolution, um, you know, which I'd never expected in my uh, life to really uh, go through because <laughs> um, I'm like, so not a religious person. And even I was like raised Catholic and whatever, um, you know, I think so much played out um, with COVID and so many questions and we could go into a whole other episode, but so much happened uh, during that time. I was pregnant with my second daughter and I really started like just feeling so pulled away from that job and those people. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, what's going on with me? And I started really honestly getting close to God. I was meditating a lot more. I was doing breath work. I was doing all kinds of spiritual modalities. I kept hearing like, this is no longer a line for you. Hollywood is no longer your future. Like I just kept hearing all these crazy things and I would have dreams about it. And I'd be like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> and I really honestly didn't know what it was. And then I think honestly, um, seeing how like they played off COVID of like you had to stay home, but then they'd go out partying and the elite, you know, things that were happening and it was happening constantly. And I knew it was happening for a fact because I'm there in California, you know, and all these things that just kept playing out. It was so like in our faces. And I think I was like, Ooh, like these are the people I used to like, I don't want to say look up to, but like at least be inspired by. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, Oh, you don't care at all. Like you're just want people to do what they're told, but, but like, you're not actually caring about people or you don't stick to, or you just jump on one bag wagon, like BLM, right? Everybody, you know, follow BLM. Well, now we know BLM was a scam. It's coming out everywhere. So, you know, and, and you were canceled if you said that, you know, or if you talked about this or you talked about that and, 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 and Hollywood pushes cancel culture, you know, and I felt like that was so wrong, especially coming from that space where when, when I was styling and I would have conversations with different people, they were all about, you know, love, peace, openness, different conversations. And then all of a sudden like that changed. And I, that was the first thing that really pushed me away to be like, mm, there's something darker here. And then honestly, I think I started seeing also more clients of mine who were like, just treating me more like slave mentality. They were doing it before 2020, but I think 2020, you know, 2020 vision opened my eyes. <laughs> um, and I started really seeing how like, they didn't care, you know, like nobody was checking on me you know, about being pregnant and like, not that that's their problem, but like I check on them for everything. And then there's like no give and take. It was just, right. you know, where's my dress? You know, I need this. Can you still get the ship to my house? Even though this is happening with COVID. And it was just like, everything yeah. was an emergency to them. And I'm like, yeah. it's an emergency to you, but we're in a quote, quote unquote, you know, state uh, you know, country emergency, whatever. Like it just, it became more and more, um, obvious to me that there was just a lot more that I wasn't seeing. And like you said, when you're in it, you're in it, right? You're so in it. You're, you know, blinded in a sense because you're just 
going, going, going. It's a hamster wheel. You're doing all the things. We're running around yeah. in red carpets. We're meeting people. We're networking. We're getting dressed ourselves. We're doing so much. We don't necessarily like look outside and see what's happening. And I think that's what happened to me is like, once I started doing that, I was like, yeah. Ooh, I, don't, I don't like what I'm seeing. <laughs> so it's funny because, and really quick to address what Ali said about BLM. This is something too, that I had with, there's been whisperings over the years of BLM, like the money they're getting, just being slim shady, like going towards mansions. You've heard families of victims who they use as their poster children being literally videos of them being like, they haven't done one thing to help us. So that all is coming to the light and is so unfortunate and pathetic and sad. But to your point about kind of authenticity, my whole thing too, I don't know about you, but when I was in Hollywood, I would often complain about the facade to my friends, to my family. I would be like, why am I covering this, you know, gala that's costing thousands of dollars to raise money for this? Why don't they just give the money for this? Why do they need filet mignon? You know, all those little things. And my point of my, I started my own site because I was so over like the BS, you know, the superficiality, the, the, you know, fakeness of it all. So I would go with a selfie stick and get them to really kind of like show how they're like us. It just became impossible. And you know what, to your point, I realized, you know what, maybe they're not like us. And that's what I want to ask you. Cause the conversation that's going on right now with this whole pandemic is they tried too hard to be like us and wait in. I saw a great video the other day. It's like, who are these people to weigh in on cultural, political, all these topics? It's like not for nothing, but you read lines that people write for you. Are you a specialized expert in this topic, in that topic? And so it just tore down the allure. And that I think to both of our points, what drew us there is that idea of Hollywood being these people being so refined and larger than life in the American dream. So own, now like, what? Decisions, right. Like they, like they do their own things. They make their own decisions. And I saw that too. Like I saw how agents are telling them everything to post, everything to do. Same with when I would dress them, you know, it was like, they'd hire me. And that was like one of my biggest frustrations. Like I'm the expert I'm coming in and you're hiring me. And then you're telling me they can't wear this. They can't wear that. But you're telling me, you want me to restructure their brand. You want me to change what they're wearing. You want me to do this, but then you don't let me because you're like, oh no, 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 no. We want this. Oh no, no. We think we know best. And, and it's the same thing. And then it's like, they can't wear this. They can't post that. They have to do this. This is their script. This is what they're allowed to say is what they're not allowed to say. It's, it's so structured and it's so fake, right? Yeah. It's like, there's no real authenticity. I think that's what right. a lot of people are to see is like, this is not legit. You know, it's like, yeah. this is not like, and, and I think that, you know, a lot of people, that's why people have been pulled away from it is because they look at it and they're like, okay, well, you were supposed to be standing up for this, but you're not really. And now you switch because someone else told you to jump on this bandwagon and it becomes really inauthentic, you know? And, and when you look up to these yes. people and you look at them as not just a star, but you're like, oh, I love them in this movie. And, you know, I think that they are all these things. And yes. then they show you they're not. This is why they tell you not to meet, you know, your real life heroes and actors and stars. There's a reason because most of them are not really what you think they are. It's true. And it's, you know, even the work I did, it was really fun and cool and exciting to pull down that wall that you're talking about, even like in a place like a red carpet, that's so like structured and awkward and controlled and to have them be like, Oh, this is fun and different. This is it. Just say, yeah. Like we're sitting like having beers, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it was like, it's so interesting now looking at it in hindsight, because number one, like I said, they're really not like us. And number two, it's like, they don't really want to be 
stripped down, so to speak. So now when I see them trying to be relatable, I'm like, what are you doing? Like what? It's kind of like, it's funny because you would think given my work and your work, you're all about authenticity. We would want that, but it's just like, nah, it's not hitting right. I feel like it's different. The thing is, is I think when you're in a space like that, like you said, like we love authenticity, but when you're in a space where these people are built up, maybe this is the problem. They're built up to so much, right? They, They check off all these boxes, supposedly they're this or that. When you start to see that's not true, you start to be like, oh, well, then who are they? And, and, and it all, like you said, gets stripped away and you start to question like, yes, who were you into in the first place? What were you following? What were you about? You know? And, and then I think that's what's happened to a lot of people. I know for me is like, you start questioning, like, well, what are your motives? And, and then I start looking at, you know, like, what are they posting? And is it because they actually mean that? Or like, are they posting yeah. it because they're paid to say that? Or, you know, so-and-so is whatever. And, and you really do question, like, are they telling me the truth? Do they have my best interest at heart? And hate to say it, but no, they don't. <laughs> and it's like, stop. Now it's like, you've turned, they've like taken, a, they peeled back the curtain and it's yeah. like, put it back. Cause we, we need a separation. You all are becoming too, like too relatable. And that's again, coming from the selfie stick girl and the authentic stylist girl. It's like, yeah, well, and then also too, besides that, it's like, I agree with you, but then, and then it's also like, then when they try to pretend like they are like us, it becomes like nauseating because you're like, you live like during COVID, right? You live in a huge mansion and you're complaining Kim Kardashian about being quarantined in how many rooms. And, you know, you have, you know, all these stars saying like, oh, I could only go here and I can only go there. But it's like, oh, but you could go somewhere and other people couldn't. Like, there's just so many things where when you hear that, it's like, um, what are you really complaining about? And aren't we having people like dial over the world and things are happening and, and we're talking about this issue in Hollywood, you know? So yes. I think people got really sick of that. And I mean, hello, we just saw with the, um, what was it? Oscars. I, was, I don't even know. It's terrible, but you know, I mean, we just saw with that award show, the whole thing was just pushing agendas, like trying to divide people. My friend sent me clips that I didn't watch, but I watched different clips of different things that were said. Yeah. And I was like, come on, like, why are you doing that? This is supposed to be an award show and it's become so political, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, it's become so much agenda, so much of like, let me shove this in your face and, and try to get you to be on my side. And people are sick of it, honestly. But it's like, and that's a perfect segue because the two things that I want to talk to you about are Disney stepping in to talk about what's going on in Florida and um, the whole women's trans issue. Like me, you're very like passionate about women, you know, International Women's Day and being a woman and all of this. But first, to your point about being out of touch and being in their own bubble, I think one of the things that you're referencing, and this is a perfect segue, way into the Disney thing is at the Oscars, the three women hosts uh, were like made a joke in the beginning was like, here's to you all in Florida. We're going to say gay all night long. Gay, 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 gay. And that's in reference to what people are calling the don't say gay bill. And first of all, like for someone I'm in Florida, again, you guys are so out of touch. Have you been to Miami? Spend a day in South Beach. Like, this is what I mean. It's like, stop being so out of touch. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of the bill. I'm assuming, Allie, you know about it. I know Um, about it. (laughs) You know all about it. Right. So DeSantis here in Florida basically doesn't want sexuality, orientation, uh, identification, really discussed in kindergarten through third grade. So I try to see again, all sides of it, but basically let's talk about like the inner working in the entities like Disney who are very controlling. And again, it's like these big 
I don't want to like compare them to a Harvey Weinstein, but in a way it's like these big entities, like even still in my position, I'm a little scared to speak out about because they have that much power. But Disney was at first, they're like, we're not going to talk about this. And then they had walkouts, this big uprise. And then they stepped in to talk about it. Meanwhile, you had employees who were um, conservative write a letter being like, we feel ostracized, we don't feel heard. Um, so, Allie, where, what is Disney's place to step in and speak about politics? Like, So none at all, in my opinion. So first off, I, <laughs> I saw the writing on the wall with Disney a long time ago. I banned Disney from my home quite a few years ago. I made it very clear to my families they were not to bring Disney around my kids. And um, I had done my own rabbit hole research on Disney in a lot of ways. And I encourage everyone to do the same um, because there's a lot more to Disney than people realize when you want to talk about propaganda and, you know, um, things that they're trying to push and agendas. This has been around for a minute. This is now just kind of, in my opinion, coming to light, like everything else seems to be these days. Um, but no, Disney has no position to come in. No one does. This is between the parents and the children and, you know, a mother of two kids, you know, I mean, it's not anyone's decision to have these types of conversations or get involved. I mean, for crying out loud, I don't even talk about, you know, straight sexuality with my children. Like it, it's not about this other side of things. It's about just let children be children, teach them the things they need to learn as children. When you come in like someone like Disney and say, you're going to add as much queerness, quoting them as possible to 150 characters to start the year that's an agenda, no matter which way you see it. Like, and, and that's not meant to be rude to anyone that may see things a different way. That's literally an agenda. That would be the same thing if they were like, oh, we're only gonna you know, push conservative, this, this, and the other thing, you know, run all these 150 characters and everything. And other people would be like, what, what are you doing? Like, the, it's, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. These children are children, they're pure in my opinion. And they come into the world just wanting to learn and know, as you saw my four-year-old wanted to be curious about what we were doing. Like, that's all they want to do. That's who they are. That's what their hearts are. You're messing with their minds. You're messing with the hearts and it's wrong. And Disney should not be involved. So I am not a mom like you are. I did grow up with a ton of kids around me, big family. And I actually started my Penn State journey with an elementary ed degree before I decided to, you know, be a masochist and pursue entertainment. So I do, you know, it's not totally foreign to me and I'm with you in preserving. And I've talked about this on my show a lot, right? Like I don't have a sinister view of it, but like, per, you know, in terms of, cause I've seen people argue like, oh, are you a pervert? What are you trying to teach these kids? Like, I don't have such a cynical view like that, but I do agree. They should be concerned with their ABCs. Like we should preserve their innocence at all costs. Now I have heard people say, well, you know, I have an eight-year-old and they ask about this stuff. And I read a letter from a teacher saying, who's in Florida saying, well, if, if someone brings up their parents who, whether they're straight or gay or this or that, am I going to get in trouble? You know, so you have, so I could see it from, from that side. Um, but again, I think like everything it's being like misconstrued. Um, and the, also the be handled individually, right? Like we're not saying this doesn't exist. We're not saying this isn't going to come up, but don't make this 
it's part of what you're doing, especially knowing well, you know, I mean, they know what they're doing a hundred percent and they're stepping into a space where it's like, we're no longer pretending like we're just Disney who's, you know, giving your kids fun shows. We're letting you know, we're stepping into this and we're going to add all this and shove this into your children's faces, whether you like it or not, that's not right. When people are, you know, the parents are paying for these subscriptions, for these trips, for the things they're doing for their children. They just want to go and have a good time and you know make memories and that's it they don't want to have agendas pushed on them period whatever the agenda may be especially on their children so in that you know case yes I agree with you there's totally different sides to this and different perspectives but then you handle that individually you don't make this part of a whole Disney's massive like they massive. know millions and millions of families watch this, subscribe to this, and, and go on trips. They know this. So you're literally choosing, like you said, the conservatives who spoke out and said, like, they feel ostracized. That's not right. They're choosing to say, too bad, we don't care. And we're moving forward with this agenda. And in my opinion, it's bringing that darkness of what Disney is to light. And, I, and I, that's my complete opinion. And the thing is, I can totally understand, again, like, while I try to see both sides, I could totally understand where those people who, as I'm sure you've seen, where they're coming from writing the letter, because there is an unspoken thing in Hollywood, even with friends I have out there, that's like, you know, the right is trash and this and that. And it's just the unspoken, like it's the acceptable thing to say. And for a place like at the core of it, I feel like things so many media entities are getting away from what they were supposed to be about totally other side of the spectrum, but playboy, same thing. Now they've gone woke and it's like, it's again, totally opposite sides, but isn't Disney like, since when aren't you supposed to just entertain? And it's, it's again, it's like, you guys weren't originally speaking up on this. Be, right. It's supposed to be wholesome. It's supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be something fun that parents can enjoy for themselves, their kids or their kids to enjoy not agendas, not trying to, you know, brainwash them into something, not trying to introduce something to them that they don't know what it is. Like, just let them have fun. That's what children want to do. And you're taking that innocence away from them. You're taking away that, that fun, that just them exploring and learning. Look, children are going to learn about all this on their own. And it is the parents, in my opinion, you know, duty and responsibility to have these conversations and to, you know, go through this with their children. And as they get older, then sure, maybe have the conversations. And I could see how later in the game in school, but let's be real. When was sex ed in high school? But like, not, it's I mean, like, spin the bottle like the old school way. I didn't need the little mermaid to teach me about all these things. I'm sorry. It's, you know, but, but here's the twist and I want your take on this. So an example of, you know, a big entity like them being so controlling, right? I've experienced this on a granular level. An example is I interviewed Nicole Scherzinger when she was pro promoting Moana and in the interview, she kind of shit on the movie Lilo and Stitch. And she talked about how she didn't think it was helpful for that she's Hawaiian and how she didn't think it was helpful, this, that, and the other thing. So again, a controlling publicist was in the room, basically like pulled off one of my limbs after and was like, don't you dare run that. <laughs> At the time I was annoyed because I'm a journalist. This is a story, right? Controlling. But here is where they make no sense and are so controlling. So they're willing to, and it's just, again, I always get into like the hypocrisy. So they're willing to make, make a big stink about what's going on in Florida, yet they have priority in getting money and spreading content in countries that good luck being gay out on the street. 
hypocrisy. So the people walking out, what's the deal? It's like the whole idea of the bandwagon. It's like, we'll do your homework. And that's the thing, right? It's like these agendas that are getting pushed and, and this, you know, cancel culture, if you will, of like, you know, if you don't do this or you don't go woke or whatever it may be, then, you know, you, you know, you don't jump on the bandwagon, you know, then you're out. And it's like, when did we come to this place where like other people can't have an opinion? Other people can't, you know, say, you know what, I don't necessarily agree with that. That doesn't, you know, align with me. Like, it's just, it's, it's amazing to see. And that's another reason why I think I've pulled away from Hollywood so much because you talk about controlling. It's the same thing. Control. Everything is so controlled. Everything is so but notice Allie, they won't. And my point about like going in countries and making sure they make a killing there yet again, good luck being trans or gay there. They never notice how they never, ever, um, like when, when it hits their pockets, like pull out of those countries then. Yep. Agreed. And they don't. I mean, Disney is still cruising all over there. I mean, that came out the other day that they insanity. I mean, so it's okay. So you stand for one thing, supposedly, but then, you know, your money, you know, your, your setups show totally differently. And this is what people are getting sick of because it's like, okay, that's where, in my opinion, you see it becomes a clear agenda because nothing's lining up and it's not just being done for pure entertainment. It's not just being done to share with you. It's literally an agenda that they're putting out in your faces and you choose to either sign up for it or you don't. And it's like, it's not pure entertainment and it's clearly not pure principle. It's like a mishmash of pick and choose and it doesn't make sense. And lastly, we just have like two minutes. A last example of this is the whole idea. Like I said, you are, you know, a proud woman, mom, uh, MILF, might I add, um, of like women's and our rights. And a big dialogue going on right now is the idea of trans women in sports. Here's a perfect example of what I call woke amnesia and the hypocrisy. Caitlyn Jenner, one of the world's most famous Olymp Olympic winners, okay, who's a trans woman, has said in terms of like the Leah Thomas, right? This isn't right. A biological man, we, we need this, this isn't right. You know, I want this person, I want her to swim as much as she wants, as much as the rest of us, but like this, where it's going to crush the female competition. Now, this is a trans trailblazer I know because I worked at BH1 and I covered it as it was happening and Allie because she said this isn't right she is now anti-trans so imagine that Caitlyn Jenner is anti-trans huh because she didn't jump on the bandwagon I and this is what I'm talking about this is where you start to look at things and you're like, did nothing make sense? Like you, you, same thing with BLM, right? Going back to what we were saying before, it's like, I have black friends of mine who didn't support BLM, but well, then you're not black. How are they not black? They are black. Their family's black. Like you can't tell people they're not something if that's what they are and what they've stood for, just because they don't jump on the bandwagon of everything you're trying to push. Not everyone, I don't align with every single conservative thing. Like not everyone's going to jump into every single thing. You are an individual person and soul. You choose what you like and what you don't, what aligns for you and what doesn't. And so it's, it's ridiculous when you turn to someone like Caitlyn Jenner and say they're not, they're anti-trans. She's been huge in the trans movement. She's been so, so supportive. She's been outspoken. I mean, give me a break. And, you know, look, I agree. Let Leah Thomas swim, you know, let her do her thing, but you don't crush women over it. It's not fair when you see other women who've been working for this title for years. And then they're like, I was this close, but I was literally beat by technically a man. Like, look. I understand this is a very sensitive topic and we don't have the time to go into it, but at the end of the day, in my opinion, you know, being someone who believes in God, God created man and woman. Now, 
If you don't align with that as a person and you feel you are something else, that is between you and the creator. But as far as how we are created anatomy-wise, coming out of our, you know, out of birth, we can all agree, I would think, that you're either a man or a woman as far as your biological parts are concerned. So whether that doesn't align for you as you go along in life and something changes, that's a different story. Sure, then you honor that, okay? I'm, I'm not going to say that someone shouldn't do or shouldn't do it. You're up to your own individual people, okay? That's, again, between you and the creator. However, you have to look at it and say, that's not fair when it comes to sports, when you have people who are working their asses off trying to get these titles, and then they get whipped out by, yes, a biological man. Of course they are. Most likely they're going to crush them. Like, that's just not fair. So either we make another category, we recognize it as yes. something different. I mean, you can't just pretend it's not happening. And then they didn't even have a trophy for the other one. And they said, sorry, we have to give this to Leah Thomas because again, they had to make sure they moved along with this woke, you know, situation. And they're like, but don't worry, we'll get one to you. I mean, come on, like none of that is fair. Even like Caitlyn Jenner's pointed out, you know, body, bone density, body mass. I mean, you see the photos and it's literally like, you know, a depiction out of South Park. And it's like That's to, to, funny. it's like, this is clearly right. man's body. What do and, you expect? And Allie, you are all about authenticity. And that's kind of how I wanted to leave this is I think somebody like, even like, you know, I've defended JK Rowling, who was put in this camp of, you know, transphobic and all this, which is so pathetic. Your race is transphobic, all this. We know that at, at the drop of a hat. But I think, you know, like myself, like JK Rowling, like you, we would be the first people to support someone who wants to transition. Go get a drink with them. Sure. Help. Right. At, 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 a, at the right age where they're supported, yes. they know 100% in their mind, heart, and soul, this is what they want to do. Absolutely. You, just like anything else as an adult, you make your own decisions 100%. And that's why I say it's between you and the creator. Like you do your thing. Yeah. But it's not fair when you take away from sports and you take away someone's dreams, literally ripped away for years that they've been going for just because you're in their category, but really you shouldn't be in their category. I mean, that's just not right. And and, and like you said, the, the whole throwing you into one bag of, you know, you're racist, you're anti this, it's like, no, that's just, again, another agenda. They're feeding you. The media is feeding you all these things to just put this one person under the umbrella. And that's just not true. And it's like to the individual, it makes me think like, cause I've heard trans activists say, this is the right thing. We need this, she needs this. But on the other end of it, it's like, well, what does that say about her, her sportsmanship, her integrity? It's like, no, again, I want you to swim, girl, swim, like swim fan, go ahead. But at what point do you go, I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna leave it on this note, Allie, cause I'm sure you feel a type of way about this. The story of the woman who transitioned to a man and then have had the audacity to have a child and give birth, that pissed me off because okay. you know what? Again, it's like, I'm going to support you. You have rights, but know your roles. That's okay. the thing where I'm like, stay in your lane. You want to be a man? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, acknowledge you as a man, but childbirth, no, nope, leave I that to us. As a woman Sorry. Carried, no, I completely agree with you. I, as a woman who has carried, you know, two children, and I've been blessed to be able to have my body do that. I think it's wrong. I think this idea of birthing people is not right. And 
you know, again, God created women to be able to give birth. There's a reason that we have certain roles in society. Yes, of course, a lot of these roles have switched up, but there's certain things, like you said, of like, stay in your lane. Like that's not, that that's not right. And it's also not right to push on society to say, like I had to honestly, you know, cancel a bunch of, I don't want to say cancel, but stop talking to a bunch of mom companies because they're, you know, sending me things about breastfeeding. They're like, oh, we want to, you know, have you put this out there about breastfeeding and how do people can breastfeed I'm like it's not people it's women people women. menstruating people right. breastfeeding right. right you know it's like no. this is not how we're created and I agree with you that's where I draw the line it's like look I will support all day long you do you you know everyone is different and that's unique and that's great and that's how you authentically feel but when you step out of that and you really get into the creation and you're messing with in my opinion real science and the way things go I don't think that's right. And and I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I, I truly feel as a woman, as a, you know, as a mother, someone who has birthed two children and has truly been through, you know, labor and surgery and all the things that happen in birth, it, it's not right. And to take that away from a woman too, and to pretend like it's no big deal that like this is happening and be like, oh, well, there's all birthing people. It's like, no, that's not right. Women, this is really, really special to women. Fe- women feel very special and fierce to step into this role as a mother for many, many reasons. And a lot of mama bears, I'll tell you what, they're waking up and they're not liking it. Eight words. I just counted in my head. Women have fought too hard for this shit. Sorry. Women have fought and and you guys in your lane, you're going to fight for your shit too. And we'll help you. But women have fought too hard for this shit. Now, Allie, I have to go and get to my side hustle. You have been lovely (laughs) and authentic on brand as always. Um, And you know what? We may not agree on everything, but I think we can agree on common sense common sense and 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 also like just not canceling as I obviously with your show I mean it's like common sense and not canceling let's just have open conversations open dialogue stop making wokeness the trend to do I don't know how that happened or how it came here but it needs to go the worst trend ever and it's, and it's so extreme and radical that's the thing it's such a small group that's speaking for everybody and And then grouping everybody in crazy boxes and it's like no dude that's not who I am you know so yeah no I I mean I love you and your fire I think everything you know you do and put out there you know I think is amazing and we need more people doing this because you know it's like and you know on my podcast you know we can with Ali you'll get more of the spiritual side of this and how we be open about you know just how everyone's starting to awaken to all the different things going on in the world so I appreciate you, Allie. One of my favorite, most authentic MILFs. Mwah. Thank you, my love. Love.